from the NLRPD to KTHV to behind the microphone. It's Scott Romine with Guatney Unplugged. Our first guest on the show today, so excited to have this guy on. We have been friends for a long time. Uh, Will Rogers, how are you? Pretty good, Scott. How are you doing? Uh, pretty good. Now, Will does all of these voices and things, and he we both have mutual interest of cartoons and all this kind of fun stuff. But first, I want to congratulate you. You got married like a week ago. Yes, sir, I did. Almost two weeks ago. And you're a lucky man. <laughs> Thank you. I believe so. I believe, I believe so I am. You did. Uh, I, I followed you on Facebook. You did your honeymoon and all that stuff. Very... Very happy for you guys. Thank you. Hey, I want to ask you, Will, about something. Let's start talking about cartoons. We usually talk about cars. Today we're talking about cartoons. And uh, don't you think, Will, that things like Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon, cartoons 24 hours a day, really killed what made cartoons so special? Because you know, uh, I'd say that's a good possibility. Now, years before Cartoon Network came into existence, I daydreamed and fantasized of a channel like that. But in my mind, I thought it would be all the old Saturday morning greats. Hanna-Barbera, Filmation, Warner Brothers, the like. Uh, but I guess, you know, not all of them aired on Cartoon Network, and that was the... And a channel like that would be the home to invent new animated shows for the new generation. You know, what it took away, Will, though, was rushing home from school and seeing Thundercats and He-Man. And, and then Saturday mornings while your parents slip in and you're in there, you know, fixing yourself a bowl of cereal and watching, you know, Mr. T's cartoon. That was special. And now kids... Yes, it was. Yeah, that was very special. Kids are just inundated with it now. There's no excitement. Oh, so and you know, Pee Wee's Playhouse comes on Saturday morning. It's just it's twenty four hours a day. Well, it's not just twenty four hours a day, Scott, but also at the same time, I mean, kids have access to cartoons anytime they want. You've got the technologies of DVD and Blu-ray and uh, load downloads online. I mean, kids can watch cartoons anytime they want now. What is your earliest memory of trying to do an impression of one of these characters? My earliest memory, hmm, well, my thing was as a kid, if, um, is, is watching the cartoons and if there was, uh, if there were, if there were toys of, of those characters, I wanted to have them. And when I had them, I, whenever I played with them as a little kid, I would recreate <laughs> the episodes and I would try to recite whatever dialogue I could remember in the character voices. And that's how it started. And you never stopped. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where it began. I guess I guess you know, when you research this kind of thing, I always found it neat that the people behind the voices of cartoons often were several characters on the same show, and that sometimes they appeared in real life as characters on TV and movies. Did you find that yourself? Because you've researched this kind of stuff. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I, what'd you say? Well, Scott? like like some voice actors on cartoons, the same actor might do several voices in the same cartoon. They might, in theory, be talking to themselves, and you really kind of never know it. That's true. 
You know, back in the early days when you had animation studios like Filmation and Hanna-Barbera, those studios used uh, operated on shoestring budgets as far as their limited animation technologies. And plus, they didn't hire that many voice actors. You might have a voice actor playing a central character, but then they'll also play two or three other voices in the same story. So give us an example of, of a couple of voices that maybe one guy would have done. That one guy would have done. Okay. I'll give you, I'll give you an example of a, of a great voice actor. One that I would love to meet someday, if they can get him to the Comic-Con near where I am. His name is Jack Angel. And on a, one example was on the Super Friends, he was the voices, he was the voices of the Flash, Hawkman, and Samurai. Now, Scott, do you remember an 80s tune called Voltron? Well, of course. Jack Angel was, uh, he was, he was, uh, the villainous King Zarkon on the Lion Force Voltron. And he's, you know, like I said, these small voice casts, these voice actors would play more than one role. That's right. Of course they would. Uh, and I know that there were on-camera appearances like Skeletor was a guy named Alan Oppenheimer, correct? That's right. That's right. I had the honor and pleasure of meeting Mr. Oppenheimer. He was Skeletor. He was also Merman. He was Cringer. or was also Battle Cat. <laughs> That's right. So he was, he was several. He was characters. several characters on He Man, um, but he also Absolutely. he was the scientist in the movie Westworld, a very prominent role in the old uh, Yul Brenner Westworld movie. And that's he so- was, and he was also Doctor Rudy Wells, the second of three actors to play Doctor Rudy Wells on the Six Million Dollar Man. Now I remember two cartoons or two television shows that had a counterpart cartoon where the full cast would do the voice. Uh, one was Dukes of Hazard had a cartoon called The Dukes. That's, that's right. And Star Trek had a cartoon that was almost like a t- continuation of the original series. You remember that? Yep. Yes, I do. Yes, yeah, Star Trek, the animated series. And uh, the Dukes of Hazard thing. Now, I want to ask you, when you hit on a character... Like, say, the Heath Ledger Joker. I've heard you doing that before. And you decide you're going to do an impression. How long will does that take rehearsing or practicing that before you get that? You know, to tell you the truth, Scott, I have no earthly idea. See, with my voice impression talent, I never know whose voices I'm going to learn. It means Now, if somebody's telling me, oh, you need to learn how to do this voice, then I'm not really able to do it, but... It's just something that I don't I don't ever plan it. Well, give you know, give our audience like say an example. You love Dukes of Hazard. We both do. Give me some characters from the Dukes of Hazard. Okay, who would you like to hear? Oh, let's hear Boss and Roscoe. I love those guys. Oh, perfect. You know they're they're the top voices that everybody requests. <laughs> of course. And you know, oddly enough, the show's 40th anniversary is coming up uh, this upcoming year. There's going to be. Uh, an event, a 40th anniversary Dukes of Hazard event in Nashville, Tennessee, and I understand they're going to show a screening of the pilot, which I know word for word, voice for voice. So to take a little excerpt from it, listen, I think I'm kidding. Listen, I take all the responsibility of putting them slot machines in, you know, and uh, <laughs> you owe me, boss. I owe you, yeah, Roscoe. I've overpaid any debt I'll ever have to you. 
Could you marry my fat sister? I married your fat sister. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, this here for school, Pico train. Come on, boss. I'll get back, buddy. You got cheers on. Oh, we're going to cuff them new boys. You know, I'm eight years old all of a sudden. That's fantastic. We got to take a, a short commercial break. We'll be right back with my buddy, Will Rogers, who does all these voices and stuff. We're going to talk some more about not cars today, but cartoons. Scott Romine for Guatney Unplugged. Be right back. Uh, great to have you on the show, Will. Thank you, Scott. It's an honor to be a guest on your show. Hey, can you give me some Heath Ledger Joker? Oh, sure. Ah, 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 ah. Oh, oh, he, aha. And I thought my jokes were bad. <laughs> How about a magic trick? I'm going to make this pencil disappear. Ah, it's, it's gone. <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Looking for Harvey Dent. Why so serious? Let's put a smile on that face. Wow, that's great. Man, That's just, I wish I had an applause button. That's just fantastic. <laughs> and he was my, probably my favorite Joker, and nobody saw that coming. Man, oh, man. <laughs> he was something. Hey, I want to ask you about, because we, we love these cartoons. Some of my favorites were produced by a company called Sunbow. And uh, yeah. they made G.I. Joe, and they made Transformers. And uh -huh. I, I just have these great memories of those coming on about 4 o'clock here in Little Rock. And, and it was just great times. But a lot of the same voice actors worked on both of those shows, correct? Uh, correct, indeed. And uh, give me some examples. because I, I picked out as a kid that Cobra Commander sounded a whole lot like Starscream on Transformers. And you found out he was the very same voice actor that played both parts. That's right. I think his name was Chris Lotta. Is that correct? The late Chris the late Chris Lotta. And you know, I always wondered what he looked like, and I heard he actually did an episode of Married with Children, which is a sitcom that I love to laugh at. And uh, can you give us some Cobra Commander? <laughs> we are disappointed. You were expected days ago, Destro. <laughs> Man, that's good. It's uh, I'm getting younger by the minute. Now you have <laughs> you have written two books about the Super Friends. Can you tell us about your books? Oh, I'll be glad to. Um, of course, everybody knows the Super Friends was like a mild, nonviolent, kid-friendly version of the Justice League of America or the Justice League, and. The Super Friends ran on Saturday mornings for nearly a decade, almost 10 years, except with a couple of gap years in between, and Hanna-Barbera produced 208 episodes. And I always thought there should have been a book on the Super Friends. I mean, because back in the days of Saturday morning cartoons, most cartoons ran one season, maybe two if they were really good, a standard 16 episodes, and you were done. But the Super Friends... Along, well, other than Scooby-Doo and the Flintstones, were the only three that ran year after year under a variety of titles under different formats. And I really felt there should have been a book on the Super Friends, and I would have paid good money for a book like that, but no one ever got around to writing it. So I thought, I thought, well, it may as well be me. And a friend of mine, uh, Billy Ray Bates in, uh, in Michigan, she is, a, she is an author and a writer, and she's written fact books on some of our mutual favorite shows. Sure. 
and we collaborated on the Justice League animated show from Cartoon Network, and then the wheels were in motion. I thought I could do a fact book on the Super Friends, and she worked with me, and I couldn't have written those books without her help. I mean, she is the best. Where can people and, get your book? Can they buy it online? Uh, Yes, the Ultimate Super Friends Companion can be purchased online on Amazon. You can get it in two hardback copies or as one big ebook for those of you who like to read it online. That's awesome. Hey, Will, is Batman or Superman your favorite? Batman. Yeah, it's hard to beat Batman, isn't it? Yes, but don't get me wrong, I love Superman too. I mean, in order, I mean, Batman and the original Dick Grayson version of Robin are my top favorites, then Superman, and then Aquaman. Yeah, Aquaman. Well, who has a movie coming out pretty soon? Hey, he really does. That's true, and it looks cool. Hey, tell me, how did it come about? Uh, I was so thrilled that they made this happen back in the Super Friend days or whatever. They actually went and got Adam West and Burt Ward to be the voices of Batman and Robin. That's just the right thing to do. But how did they do that? Well, you're kind of partially correct on that score. Okay. Um, it was actually Filmation that got Adam West and Burt Ward. In fact, my first exposure to Batman, let alone any superhero, was Filmation's second cartoon on Batman, it was done in 1977, and it was called The New Adventures of Batman, and they got Adam and Burt to do the voices. Unfortunately, the cartoon receives a lot of backlash and hate because they saddled him up with a character called Batmite. But that was my introduction to Batman, so I have a personal love for it. But that cartoon led me to the live TV show, and it led me to the Super Friends that same year because Batman and Robin were part of that team. But uh, Adam West, but Hanna Barbera got Adam West to do Batman's voice on the last two seasons of the Super Friends. First on Super Friends, the legendary Superpowers show in '84, and then the Superpowers team in 1985. Those were the years that brought in Firestorm and Cyborg and a character like Darkseid. And uh, now Hanna Barbera, now Burt Ward was not on the Super Friends. Because Robin's voice was done by top radio personality Casey Kasem, who is also like the voice of Shaggy on Scooby-Doo. That's right, but he Hanna was. But Hanna-Barbera did hire Burt Ward to voice over Leader One on Challenge of the Gobots. I never saw that cartoon, but I did read up on that. I saw you didn't miss much. Can you give us some Adam West and Burt Ward? Oh, sure. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, I'm trying to think of one of Robin's holyisms because that's what he's known for. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Holy barking bow wows, Batman! Or holy chilly willies, Batman! This <laughs> spooky place is for the birds. That's probably why the penguin chose this fight for his next ripoff, Robin. And speaking of birds, I think we're being watched like a hawk. Man, that's good. That is fantastic. You know, I always like the atomic batteries to power turbines. You know, the whole little intro thing with the, the Batmobile. Oh, yeah. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. <laughs> that's exactly. Man, that is exactly. Well, that's just amazing how you do that. You know, it's a sad <laughs> thing. When I think about cartoons, I were, you know, the days of the 80s were like filmation this was something Americans did in America. 
Has that, it, and then it slowly kind of went overseas. Do they even make cartoons in America anymore? I know, right? You know, the one thing about Filmation, with the exception of the Zorro tune, um, Filmation, uh, Lou Scheimer, the head of Filmation, was determined to keep animation in the U.S. So everything was done at that studio. But on the downside, you know, that's the studio that people like to tease and make fun of because they use stock animation over and over again, and you use the same voice actors playing the different parts. And But it was all to try to keep animation in America, and he kept it going as long as he could until Filmation was bought out and closed down. Yeah, and, and you know, is there even such a thing as animation done by drawing cells and coloring them and photographing them? Does that even exist anymore? I doubt it. Just It's just all computer now, isn't it? I'd say it's all computer, and a lot of stuff is done overseas. And I'll give you an example. If you've seen Batman the Animated Series, uh, the second animated direct-to-video movie they did was called Batman and Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero. And if I look at the closing credits, I see an ocean filled with, uh, with uh, Japanese names of artists and animators. So, yeah, there's a lot of – most animation work is done overseas now. Can you – I was such a fan of He-Man. Could you give us some He-Man characters? That was such a great cartoon. We need my He-Man. Don't worry, Yorko. Come on, Cringer. We've got work to do. Oh, Adam, I don't want to turn into Battle Cat. Time to go, Cat. By the power of Grayskull. Ah. Okay, Battle Cat, let's go get Skeletor. Ah, let's go, E-Man! E-Man! <laughs> You're not going to stop me from capturing Castle Grayskull! Don't bet on it, Skullface. <laughs> well, E-Man, Adam, you can't let Tila or your parents know that you are He-Man. Or, um... Ah, Skeletor! He-Man is headed this way. Don't tell me something I don't already know, you incompetent lug nut. You know, I'm all of a sudden about nine, and we're in the floor <laughs> playing with our castle and our figures, and you would have been fun to play He-Man with. <laughs> you could do all the characters. Man, we've run you know, out. The, What's that? The only He-Man voice I could not do well is uh, Merman. Alan Oppenheimer had a special trick to do in that one. but I'm sure he it, did, you know. But but don't but you know my only way to do merman is is my own way. <laughs> Man, that's great. Well, I'm so glad you talked to us today. We've run out of time, but uh, good luck. Your book, uh, the Super Friends Companion, is on Amazon. You can check that out, and you can also research the 40th anniversary of Dukes of Hazard in Nashville coming up uh, early next year. Thank you so much, Will. Thank you, Scott. Thanks Thank for you having so me. much. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Yeah, that was great.